right. Are you excited tonight? Oh, I tell you, get ready for what is coming your way. Amen. I believe that tonight is special. Hallelujah. Do you believe it too? Tonight is special. God is going to do amazing things tonight. You know, one thing I can, one thing we can say about God is that God is faithful. Some people say, oh, God is not faithful. You are not faithful. But God is faithful. Hallelujah. And tonight I believe that God is going to be faithful to us. And I really, 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 really want to challenge you tonight. You know, put God to the test. Exercise some faith. Determine in your heart that, Lord, what I'm going to hear tonight is going to change me radically. And my life will never be the same. Yeah, because people don't love the things God loves. People don't like God. But you're going to be different tonight. And I pray that as the word of God comes, you will receive it by faith. That life-transforming message that is able to convert you. Amen. From something that you are not into something different. Amen. And last night, I tell you, I was so blessed by the message. As the man of God was preaching, you know, I could sense in the atmosphere that there was a lot of faith to receive the blessings and the prayers. You see, life is not by, as Bishop, Bishop always says, life is not by hard work. He says he has a lot of people who work with him, building, carrying things. <laughs> But if they would have prospered, they would have prospered a long time ago. What you need is the presence of God. The presence of God is going to make the difference. And tonight, I believe the presence of God is here. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. Presence of God is here. Do you believe the presence of God is here? Do you believe the anointing of the Holy Spirit is here? Do you believe your life is never going to be the same? That's why David said to the Lord, you can take away anything, but ask for your presence. Don't take it away. See, you can take away my kingdom. You can take away everything I have, but your presence, don't take it away from me. Do you know the most amazing thing about David is that David was a warrior. He used to go to war all the time, but he was never wounded once in war. Yeah. That's why he says he trains my hands for war and he leads me into battle. Yes. You shall not be wounded. You shall have victory upon victory upon victory upon victory because of the presence of God. So ladies and gentlemen, without much ado, without any further ado, why don't we put our hands together and welcome the ministry of Reverend Dr. Charles Hossett. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Wow. Come on. Hey. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the entrance of your word. He spoke a word unto Jacob and it lighted up Israel. Tonight, as Ezekiel said, the spirit entered into me as he spoke. Tonight, as we speak, let the spirit enter. Jesus said, the word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Tonight, let spirit and life enter. Let there be transformation. Let there be illumination. May directions and lives be changed. May somebody receive one word here that will transform their life. Tonight, let there be light. Let there be illumination. Let there be direction. Father, may visions be lighted up and let none perish. I pray, Father, for those who are perishing for lack of knowledge. Tonight, may they not perish. Father, I submit myself to you. May I be an instrument for you, in your hands. Yes. Father, there is somebody here who has been praying for an answer. Tonight, by the preaching of the word, may she receive the answer. Yes. May she receive the revelation. Yes. May she receive the truth. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes. Sit on top of your enemies. <laughs> I say sit on top of your enemies. According to Bishop Saki, you sit well. Hallelujah. Tonight is a Saturday night. You're going to have a... It's not going to be long. You know, there are, there are types of convention, you know. I've had conventions that I prayed. I believe in anointing with oil. I can pour oil on you now. You'll be oily. Because <laughs> I believe in it. I believe in the shaman. I said, I believe in the shaman. The oil that makes you fat. Hallelujah. I believe in the point of the anointing. And there are conventions that I pray and we anoint everybody. You know, but there's also a certain type of convention. Tonight, you see, there's also a teaching convention. And tonight, as I was praying what to do, God said, Look, teach them. Teach them. Do you, know why, do, do you know why the Lord told me to teach you? I'll give you the reason why. You want to know why? Do you know, you know why? Because the reason is that most of you here are young. Most of you are young. Do you understand? And, and why, why is it important? The Bible says in Isaiah, it says, and a young plant or a young sprout shall arise out of the stem of Jesse. And the spirit of the Lord shall be upon him. The spirit of wisdom, counsel, might, understanding. But it talks about a young plant shall bud out of the stem of Jesse. And the reason why it is important is that wisdom is profitable to you when you are young. I'm preaching. Wisdom is profitable to you when you are young. Because you, when, you, when you are old, you may know the truth, but it's too late. Now you know this is wrong, but it's too late. So wisdom is actually profitable to you. you, see, you see, and he shall be of quick understanding. He 
shall be of third verse. And he shall and he shall make him of what? He shall make him of what? I say he shall make him of what? Because it's not only important to understand, but understand quickly. <laughs> it's not only to understand. Look, there are a lot of things in life, life will teach you to understand. See, life has a way of teaching you to understand. But the benefit is when you understand it quickly. Quick. Quick. You see, that's the point. That's where the benefit is. To understand it, he shall be of quick understanding. Otherwise, you fail the exam. Before you understand. By the time you understand the exam, you have already failed. <laughs> May the Lord give you quick understanding. May your understanding be sharp. I said, may your understanding be sharp. May you hear it one touch and get it. Yeah. Quick understanding. Yeah. Quick understanding. Look, a lot of old people, when they are talking, they talk like priests. A lot of old people, old people become spiritual. Because life has taught them. So, you are blessed when you know it early. Quick understanding. Understand it quickly. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. I always remember, time I remember this verse. I remember one lady in, in, in Manhattan. You see, in Manhattan, you have a lot of older folks. And I remember one, la- one lady came to see me and said, look, Reverend, if I knew all the verses about marriage, <laughs> the verses about, now I know all the verses about marriage, only that if I had known it earlier, I would not have been where I am. Now she knows all the truth, but it's too late. May you not be late for you. I said, may you not be late for you. May he not be late for you. Listen, somebody receive it. May he not be late for you. Quick understanding. Hallelujah. That is why tonight a lot of us will say, they are young. So speak to them. Hallelujah. So it's like, I'm going to teach you. Teach. I'm going to teach you. And I'm going to talk to you about attempt great things for God. Attempt. 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 Listen. I'm not saying complete. I'm saying attempt. Is somebody hearing me? Look, 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 look. It is better. It is better to attempt than not to attempt. And nobody will punish you for attempting. You go to jail for attempting to do. So attempt. Hallelujah. Yeah. Attempt. Make an attempt. Just try. Just try. Hallelujah. All right. Let me give you. I'm just going to talk about two two guys who made try. Okay. Try. They tried. They tried something. Try something. That's all. 
When was the last time somebody was being sent to jail for trying to do something good? Let's try something. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 7, verse 1 to 8. Let's read this story. Second Kings chapter 1, verse, uh, Kings chapter verse 1. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. That said the Lord, Tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God, and said, Behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, my distance be, and he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat of it. Amen. See, this is a problem. This is a problem. Somebody is giving a prophecy. If you don't believe it, just shut up. If you don't believe it, just shut up. Hallelujah. The fact that you don't believe that's not me, you don't have, you're not God. You see, in your life, eh, you must learn to believe in fantastic prophecies. I said, believe in fantastic prophets. Believe in fantastic miracles. Yeah. If I say somebody's going to become a senator in, in Texas from this congregation, as you are saying that we can't see anybody. No, no, what is he talking about? If you don't believe it, you shut up. That's the problem. The problem. He said the, the guys just laughed. Because what the man was saying was looking at the background, it was impossible. Do you understand? Looking at the economic of that situation, there was no economic situation that can make it possible. It's like somebody saying that from tomorrow, iPhone 7 will be sold for a dollar. <laughs> That's what they say. Like from tomorrow, iPhone 7 will be sold for a dollar. I mean, you can't even think about it. You can't even figure it out. You understand? The guy said, ah, shut up. All right. Then, let's continue. Okay? Believe me. And, is it, verse 3. And there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate. Another gate. Ah. And so it's at the gate. The first one was a cripple at the gate. You know, there were four leprous men at the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? Hmm. If we say, we will enter into the city. Then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we still, if we still, still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Hmm. And they arose up in the twilight to go unto the see, they, they attempted they arose up into the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they came to the uttermost part of the, uh, of the camp of the Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made them, the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and the noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel had hired against us, the king of Hittites, and the king of Israel, blah, 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 and they come upon us. Wherefore they arose in the twilight. End of the story, they went and they succeeded. 
Now, what do I say attempt? You see, the people, there were four lepers sitting at the gate, another gate. And the situation was, there was famine in the city. And they said, look, we have, this is what is going to happen. Option number one, if we go to the city, we will die. I'm teaching you. Option number two, if we sit here, we die. Option number three, if we go to the camp of the Syria, over there, there is either they will kill us, which comes to the same result. All die, we die. We sit here, we die. We go here, we die. If they go here and we also kill us, it's the same result. But over here, there is a possibility. There is a possibility that we may live. Is somebody hearing me? I say, is somebody hearing me? Yeah, there's a possibility. I'm teaching, teaching. Spirit of the Lord is upon me and I'm teaching. Look, there's a possibility. So the first thing I was going to in your life, you see, a life of options is always better than a life of no option. It's better. Young people hear me. It is always to pursue something that you have one more options than not. Because among the three scenarios, one of them they have a, there was a, there was a possibility that they may live or not die. That is that is a better option. Here. There was no option but to die. Here, there's no option but to die. But here, you have a chance. A chance. There's a possibility. So, wisdom. You see, wisdom. Wisdom, actually, okay, wisdom lies in sometimes the ability to choose a lesser of two evils. It's like both are bad. But if you are wise, you choose the less bad one. What is actually what is happening in the current election? <laughs> this current election, both are bad. <laughs> but we have to choose a lesser. <laughs> yeah. Lesser even. Yeah. And that was what um, the aviation, uh, I think the commission of police said one time. When 9-11 happened. Okay, when 9-11, when 9/11 happened, you know, they, they hijacked the plane. Tomorrow's 9-11, right? They hijacked the plane and then they flew into the building and killed a lot of people. So, the government came up with a policy. Shoot to kill. So now, most flights now, they are armed men on the flight. Okay, that is one option. The other option they are saying is so that if they get information that a plane has been hijacked and they cannot save it in the air, then they will shoot the plane down. Which means that innocent people will die. But it is less people being killed than the hijacker running to kill thousands. May you never be on such a plane. 
Yeah. Hallelujah. But the mission here is that see, live a life that has options. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. Options. Don't put your life in a box whereby you, if it does not work, you are dead. Options. Always look for options. Anytime you have an option, you see, anytime you have options, you perform better and you negotiate better. Like even a job. I'm teaching young people a job. You see, when you have a job already and you are applying for another job, you can bargain more. Yeah, he does not. Because you have a job already. So you can even negotiate better. When you write your SAT and you get a lot of schools, you can, because a lot of schools have taken you, you can negotiate better for a good scholarship. So options are always better. Always believe God that you have more than one option. Always believe God that you have more than one option. Yeah. Because options are always better. He said, look, if we do this, over here there's a possibility. Yeah. That is why even, even when you are going to financially have options. See, don't live at, from paycheck to paycheck. You are living too close on the edge. You are living too close to the edge. Give yourself options. Make sure that there's a reset. Just in case something doesn't work, at least you are covered here. I'm preaching. Are you hearing me? They said among all the prisoners here, there's an option. Yeah, option. Always. Say there was an option. There's a, here there's a possibility. So don't live your life on the edge. Every time you are tight, something small happens. Living on the edge. No. It's not a good way to live. I say it's not, it's wearing good. Absence. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Hallelujah. And they said, and they said, what, why sit we here? Okay? Why sit we here till what? Are you, why sit we here till we what? Why sit we here till what? I want you to read back. Why sit we here till what? Yes. Why sit we here till we die also? I just want you to know, look. The moment you stop moving, you are dying. Yeah, okay? The moment you stop moving, you are dying. Why sit here? Sitting and not moving will kill you because every living thing moves. Why do you sit here? The moment you stop moving, you are dying. Yeah. Why sit here? So, so, make every effort to be on the move. Hallelujah. Yeah. Why should you to die? The moment you stop moving, you are dying. That's what you don't know. The moment you stop moving, your death has begun. You stop learning, your death has begun. You stop doing anything. Anytime you stop doing something, your death 
has begun. Don't stop moving. Don't stop moving. Don't stop moving. Yeah. In fact, one, one great man of God said, life, you see, life is not like a soccer match. It's not 4-4-2. Life is not 4-4-2. And I'll explain to you, life is not 4-4-2. In a soccer match, when you are playing soccer, and a player gets injured, the referee blows the whistle, and everything stops. When somebody gets injured in the game, the referee will blow, <laughs> and the match will stop. But life is not like that. The fact that you are injured or you are hurt does not mean that life has stopped. Life is moving on. Life goes on. Life goes on. Your injury or your disappointment or your pain does not mean that life has stopped. Life goes on. Life is not a soccer match. Good preaching. Good teaching. So don't think that the fact that you are in pain, you are hurt, you are wounded, there's a problem and you are crying. That's not mean that everybody is waiting for you. Life is moving on. So the earlier you get up and wipe your face and move to catch up, the better it will be for you. Life is not a soccer match. When you are injured, they don't wait for you. I'm teaching. Yeah. Oh, don't, 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 as you, I understand your pain. I understand you lost your job. I understand you lost your child. I understand your beloved left you. I understand all that. <laughs> I understand your beloved left you. And unfortunately, he went for your friend. I understand all that. It hurts. It's painful. But let me tell you something. Christian sister, life is not a soccer match. Just wipe your face. Yes, and and get up. Perchance another one will come and keep on moving. (laughs) There's another option. Yes. No, life is not a soccer match. Some of us, some of us, when we are hurt or have a problem, we want the whole world to stop. But life is not a second match. No. You you want everybody to stop. But life is not a soccer match. The fact that you are down does not mean that the world will stop. Things keep... Yes, the fact that you fail an exam does not mean that everybody will stop. I'm preaching. You fail an exam? So all of us should stop? No, 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 no. It's not a soccer match. It's not a soccer match. So the earlier you gather your books again and register again and catch up, the better you are because life is not a soccer match. Thank you, my little one. No, don't, don't, don't life is not. It's not a soccer match. Yeah. I'm preaching. They don't wait for you. They don't wait for you. Yeah. You understand? Yes, I can understand your pain. I can understand your hurt. I can understand your difficulty. But that does not mean that the world is waiting for you. 
They are not waiting for you. They are on the move. So the, so the earlier you get up and reorganize yourself and move, the better. Exactly. The, are you expecting the whole class to repeat the whole semester because you failed an exam? They will move on. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. I'm saying, look, yeah. Life is not a soccer match. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 That's, it's not a soccer match. So they, they just gather yourself and move on. I can understand your pain, I can understand your circumstances, I can understand it's difficult. But, 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 it is, it, it, it is not a reason for you to sit down. For if we sit here still, we die. You die. You sit here, you die also. Yeah. Attempt. Make a move. I say attempt. Make a move. Yeah. That's what I said. Listen. It's not so much. And you know, and, 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 and I'll tell you, the reason why a lot of us don't attempt, okay? The, the reason a lot of us don't attempt to do something is one, fear of failure. Fear of failure. Huh? Am I in the room? <laughs> Maybe the message, the Lord sent me for you. Fear of failure. Fear of failure. Fear of failure. Now let me tell you something. Failure is not a person. The fact that you fail, the fact that you, you fail something some, does not mean that you are a failure. No, Number one, okay? And more importantly, failure in itself is a learning process. Yeah. When you fail something, what you have learned is that you have learned a way that it is not done. It doesn't work this way. That's all. You, you, you have learned another way by which it doesn't work. So fear of failure is the reason why people don't attempt. Yeah. But what you don't know is that you are doing nothing, you are dying. Because you are afraid to fail. That's why you don't want to attempt. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. I cast away the spirit of fear. You will not be afraid. I say you will not be afraid. That's why we don't attempt. You are afraid. Of other, I will fail. Or two, mockery. They will laugh at me. If I don't do it well, they will laugh at me. That is the reason why you haven't joined the choir. That's why you haven't joined the choir. Because you know that if you don't sing well, they will laugh at you. But if you ask any singer, they will tell that there are some days that the song doesn't work. You are pretty. <laughs> It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I will show it to your ministry. But the fact that people will laugh at you does not mean you should not attempt it. Yeah. You are afraid that they will laugh at you. They will mock at you. That is why you don't want to attempt. The reason why you don't want to lead, share, is because they will laugh at you. They will criticize you. No, 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 no. No, yeah. No. 
No mock at you. No. That's why it's not an attempt. So, you see, but what I'm saying is the alternative is to not attempting is to sit still and that you die. Yeah. So, attempt. Yeah. You're afraid of your failure. You're afraid that they will mock at you. And then some people don't attempt because they are simply lazy. Three reasons why people don't attempt. Failure, mockery, and laziness. You are simply lazy. You are lazy. I'm preaching to you. You are lazy. And, and a sign. Do you know the sign of laziness? A sign of laziness is that every time you have a reason. Excuses. Excuses is the sign of quanon or the hallmark of a lazy person. I'm preaching. Excuses is the sign of quanon or the hallmark of a lazy person. The Bible says, the sluggard or the lazy says, there is a lion in the way. In the street. You are lazy. You are lazy. And you, they, I mean, and you have an excuse, you know, uh, the economy is not good. That's why I'm not, I'm not applying for a job. Because, the, please, please, where, where you are sitting, other people are applying for the job. And they are getting it. Oh, okay, um, you know, um, they, uh, apparently they say they are not taking any new uh, application. So um, you have to wait for, huh? Uh, uh, F1 status is not accepted. People have GG and they are there. And you <laughs> Excuses. You always have an excuse. They are racist. You go to work. You don't come on time. You get to. You're supposed to come at uh, eight o'clock. You show up nine thirty with your back, and you sit down. <coughs> and then, and then, when they are fellow, they are racist. They are not racist. Do your job well. <laughs> Excuses. I'm not ready. When will you be ready? When will you be ready? When will you be ready? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. When will you be ready? I don't have resources. When will you have the resources? Resources. Lazy. Lazy. Why can't you? Oh, I can't come over Hazard. I, I, can't, I can't come over Hazard because I have, I have homework. The, the, the rest of us, you have nothing to do. We have nothing to do. You are the only person with the homework. The rest of us have nothing to do. You are lazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm preaching. I'm preaching. <laughs> I'm preaching. The rest of us, we have nothing to do. The rest of us, we have nothing to do. You are lazy. You are lazy. Um. <laughs> I couldn't go. I couldn't do the homework because uh, when we were closing, um, uh, uh, when we were closing, the teacher didn't send the passcode, and uh, the bus, school bus was leaving. That is why. So I didn't get. You always have an excuse. I'm preaching. It's a sign. Laziness. The sluggard. You are lazy. I didn't see the name. Lazy. There was, there, was, there was one brother you telling me, I, I don't know what it's the same in Texas, but in New York. And telling me that no, he won't work. Oh. This brother, he doesn't want to work. 
every day moving from house to house, she has a revelation to share with other people. <laughs> then one day I, I said, come, come here, come here, come here. Listen, what is the problem with you? You know, you know, you know. He has to work speaking so, you know. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, the truth of the matter is that I don't have the right documentation. That is why I can't work. I don't have the right documentation. So, you know, I don't can't work. And I said, listen, I'm the pastor of this church. About 50% of the people here don't have the right documentation. And they are working. So don't you take your lazy self and get out of my face. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lazy. Yeah, lazy. Excuses. 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 Well, I didn't see the homework. When the teacher sent the homework, I had already gone. You are lazy. You are lazy. Yeah. Yeah. You spiritualize, you lie. Excuses. 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 Yeah. A can do person does not give excuses. Yeah. And the thing about God is that God always gives us a control. Actually, that's why we don't know. God always gives us a control. So the very thing that you are giving, a, 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 the, the very thing that you are using for an excuse not to do, God makes somebody in a similar situation do it to show that it is not the reason why it is not done. But you are lazy. That's what God always gives us a control. Yeah. yeah. We sit here, we die. Lazy. Yeah. Criticisms. Lazy. Please. Look, attempt. Okay? Attempt. Make an effort. I mean, you think about it. When parents, how did you see parents, children learning how to walk? And they fall. Have you seen any parent hitting their child for falling down? Rather, they pick them up. Even the, the fact that they are trying to walk. That, they clap for them. They have video for them. The attempt itself. They know they will fall. But the attempt itself is enough for them to clap for them. Yeah. Attempt. Make an effort. Yeah. They make videos. They make videos of the child falling down. And they are happy. Amongst you, no problem. No problem. Attempt. This one, Margaret did not work. Attempt, Julie. <laughs> Attempt something great. If Julian says I don't like you, tell her maybe I I draw is there. Attempt. Stop with it. No, no. In fact, when you go home, I'll tell you something. Okay. When you go home, girls, okay? When you go home, somebody actually told me that most people, okay, most people did not marry their first love. (laughs) Most people did not marry their first love. They are here. Usually, 
Usually, if the person that your father wanted had married, it would not be your mother. Somebody said no to your dad, then your dad went to the next person. So when you go home, you ask your dad, Dad, is mom your first love? <laughs> yeah. If you go home, just call your dad. Dad, is mom really was mom really your first love? And you could find that there was another girl who said no to that, and her mom came in. <laughs> the fifth. Yes. Yeah. Usually, usually. Only, only, only they won't admit it, but really, truly, truly. Truly, truly, if the first girl had said no, it would not be your mother. Ask them, ask them. This one, just you and your dad, nobody said, Dad, was mom really your first love? <laughs> just <laughs> Two times a million is what? 
I said two times a million is what? Four times a million is what? Zero times a million is what? So if your effort is zero, no matter the miraculous power, it is still zero. Yeah, I'm teaching you. Attempt. Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you here with me? Tell your neighbor, attempt. Make a move. Show you another guy. Let's go to this guy who also made an attempt. Judges, chapter 6. Judges, chapter 6, verse 11. Judges, chapter 6, verse 11. The Bible says, And there came an, an angel. We can read from verse 1. Okay, are you people fast readers? Okay, let's read from verse 1 so I can get the story. Quickly go, verse 1. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Midian seven years. Verse 2. And the hand of the Midian prevailed against Israel. And because the Midians of the children of Israel, which must be strongholds. And so it was when Israel saw that soon that the Midians came up, and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the, in, uh, the increase of the earth. So thou come unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor ass. Five. For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude, for both they and their cattle were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And it came to pass, when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet <clears throat> unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, I brought you out from Egypt, and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of the oppressed you, and drove them out of before you, and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not, fear not the gods of the Amorites, in whose hands you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. And this is verse 11, slow. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat on that oak, which was an Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash, the Abyssalite. And his son, Gideon, threshed wheat by the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is this befalling us? And where be all these miracles which our fathers told of us, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Verse 14. And the, Lord, and the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh. And I'm the least in my father's house. And the story goes on. Let me give you the background to the story. This is the background. Israel was being ruled by the Midianites. They were under the Midianites. And what was going on was that they were slaves. Okay? And the Israelites would go and farm. 
and they will plant their wheat. They will do all the work. When it's time for harvesting, then the Midianites will come and take the thing from them. Mm. They will go and do all the work. But as soon as it is time for harvest, then the Midianites, it's like you do, you plant, you do all the work. And as soon as you're about to enjoy then they descend on the farm and take your produce. So you work, 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 when you're about to chop. You see? Then somebody come for it. And some bills are like Midianites. <laughs> I said some bills are like Midianites. You work, 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 work. As soon as you get your paycheck, then the bill shows up. May God deliver you from the Midianite bill. I said may God deliver you from the Midianite. Because some bills are like a Midianite. I mean, you, you don't know where they come from. As you have calculated all your bills, okay, this is my paycheck. I'm going to spend this. I'm going to do Then suddenly, out of nowhere, you map your mailbox now. It's a Midianite bill. It's sweet. <laughs> may God deliver you from the Midianite bill. I said, may God. De- Look, they are real. Midianite bills. When I heard it, I said, God, deliver me from every Midianite bill. You don't know where they come from. It's like, you know, you, you know your regular bills. And you are budgeted for it. Then suddenly, all of a sudden, a median, the car has stopped with. Something is wrong with the car. The tires have popped. All of a sudden, the microwave has spoiled. All of a sudden, the heating in the house is a, a total midianite bill. May God deliver us from the midianite bill. Hallelujah. So the Bible said, this guy, Gideon, because he was afraid, or he was trying to avoid the Midianites, he had gone to hide in the corner. <laughs> just, he small wheat. He was just eating in some quiet place, trying to avoid anybody from, you know, and some of us, that's how we are. We hide our prosperity. <laughs> Go to hide in the corner, just eating quietly. Didn't want any trouble. At least, when I went to school, I went to I was I was like a secondary school. Okay, secondary school is more like a boarding school, high school. But you go to you live on you live on campus. You understand? So you go, and when you are going, because the food is not enough, your parents normally give you extra food. They give you gari, which is like gari is more like a it's, it's cassava cereal, cornflakes. It's a cassava flakes, <laughs> according to this one. They give you Gary, they give you Gary, they give you pep shiro, they beside you milk. They call them essential commodities. <laughs> you can't imagine you can't imagine that milk is essential commodity. Can you believe it? Milk that you pour like water. They used to call it essential commodity. <laughs> now I do remember we used to go to so we go to school, we carry all those things, okay, in a little box. Okay? And then it's in the corner, you know? So, because the food in the cafeteria wasn't good at that time. So, you, after the, in between cafeteria and the lunch, you just come quietly to sit and sit in your corner and just put a little sugar, a little flake, and some peanuts on it. And, and I remember there were some seniors. <laughs> Midianites, I said. There were some seniors who were really Midianites. As soon as you put your little thing together, because you are a junior, 
Immediately they show up. One small boy. Hey! Bring your box. And some of the some of the media, some, even some of the media seniors, they are in church now. They are pastors. They used to be media seniors. <laughs> now they are all reverend ministers. So. <laughs> boy who was very sly. Do you know why he used to make his food? In the toilet. He would take it. <laughs> he would carry everything and go and hide in the toilet. That's right. Let's verse. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. <laughs> the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Yeah. Of course. Then Gideon said, And Gideon said unto him, Oh my Lord, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, if the Lord be with us, why then is this thing befalling us? Excuse me. The angel, the Lord, said, Thou mighty man of valor. He doesn't hold on. Hold on. Mighty man of what? The Lord is with me. The Lord, if the Lord be with us, why is this befalling us? And where be all the miracles our fathers told us? Where are the miracles? Where are the blessings? Why the breakthroughs? I'm preaching. Gideon was saying, now listen to me. The last time I checked, when they say God is with somebody, they are breakthroughs. They are miracles. They are deliverance. Yeah, I am, I am struggling. I don't have a job. I don't have a child. I don't have a husband. I don't have a beloved. My finances are going down. And you are saying God is with me. Excuse me. Yeah. Mighty man. The Lord is with you. I am hiding. You say the Lord is with me. You see, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Most of us behave like Gideon. I say most of us behave like Gideon. The fact that things are not working does not mean that God is not with you. Yeah. Most of us think like Gideon. The fact that there's a problem does not mean God is not with you. And let nobody think that because you have a situation, it means God has left you. Yeah. The fact that things are not working does not mean that God is not with you. We 
think that if God be with you, everything must work. We, that's, that's our thinking. But you see, I'm trying to show you. I'm trying to show you that the Lord, the Bible says, and the Lord. Okay? The Lord said the Lord is with you. So, we think that if God is with you, everything must work. But in God's eyes, he can be with you and something may not work. So the fact that things are wrong, that's not mean that God is not with you. Actually, God was with him. So, that is why we have to learn to look at things from God's perspective, not our perspective. Is somebody hearing me? So the fact that you lost a child, that's not mean that God is not with you. The fact that you lost a job, that's not mean God is not with you. For your ways are not his ways, not that he starts his thoughts. God can be with you 100% and things will not go right, but it does not mean. Listen, his ways are your ways. You see, this is the difference between Gideon and the Lord. And this is the difference between Moses and the children of Israel. For God said, the children of Israel, they know my acts. But Moses knows my ways. You see, when you know the act of somebody, you you only see the actions. You understand? But when you know the ways, you are close to the person. So you know the process. You know the process. You don't just only know the end result. You know the process. And when you know the process, you will know that that, that he was supposed to that, that we are supposed to go here. But because you know the process, you understand that going here, this is the way we start the journey. And then we sit down small. Then we get up. But because you don't know the process, you only know the acts, you sit here and you complain that God has abandoned me. Why is it not happening? God is not with me. But the ones who know the ways, they know that the journey from here to here, it starts this way. We sit down small. We get up. We go here. We play the keyboard small. We, we take our time. We play the drums. We sing small. Then we go this way. Then we keep on moving. So the one who knows his ways, they don't complain. They don't murmur. They don't complain. Because they know it's part of the process. But the ones who don't know his ways, who only know the actions, they are the ones who say that, ah, if we are supposed, why is there playing keyboard? If God is coming this way, why is he this way? Because they don't know his ways. But the ones who know his ways. That's why he said that all things work together for good for them. All things work. Not the things, not, not, all things work together. It's a process. That is why it is good to be in his presence. Because when you are in his presence, you know his ways. That's what Moses said. If your presence doesn't go with me, send me not. If you understand God's ways, you understand that even this failure was part of the journey. 
person, if you understand his ways, then you know that the journey was that God was leading you to Reverend Dr. Albert. But, so, Kofian said on the way, who you are dying for? Who said no to you? It was part of the way. If Kofian, so Kofian said bouncing you, does not mean that God has abandoned you because God, I have Reverend Dr. Albert for you. So, but if this Kofian said, you are greeting it will not work. So Kofian said will bounce you. Confiance will bounce you. Yeah. And then you, you understand, but, but and, and because you don't understand, you say God has left you. But what you don't know is that if Confiance takes you, Reverend Dr. Abbott will not have you. So Confiance has to bounce you. Yeah. What is, what is, what's the difference? Yeah. So, yeah. So, Gideon, we all behave like Gideon. We behave like Gideon. We equate the miracles and the blessings to God's presence. So, no miracles, no blessings, no God. But God said, God, you see, God was saying, no, 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 no. It's not like that. That's not how I work. Yeah. And tell us into the hand of the Midianites. Yeah. May you know God's ways. May you understand his ways. It's very important you understand his ways. You see, when you understand his ways, you will not complain. That's why, that is why scriptures like in everything give thanks becomes meaningful. Because how can losing your child, how can you give God thanks for losing your child? How can you give God thanks for losing your marriage? How can you lose your God give thanks for losing your job? You can only do that if you know his ways. In everything. That this is all part of the process. Yeah. In everything. So he knew the ways. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Yeah. It's be. That's what And the Lord, you see, you see, the, the word here is the capital Lord. So the angel who appeared to you was actually the Lord. So I am trying to show you that you, uh, we must learn to analyze things from the Lord's perspective. Not from Gideon's perspective, which is our perspective. Because so far as the Lord is concerned, he hasn't left Gideon. At all. Midianites or no Midianites, he hasn't left Gideon. But Gideon is thinking that the Lord has left me. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Yeah. Yeah. Are you understanding what I'm teaching? you surprised, the Lord didn't say, Gideon, you are weak. You are small. Come, let me give you more power. Then after that, I'll send you. Aren't you? Hmm? 
Because so far as Gideon is concerned, he's weak. He's small. He has no power. I'm hiding. So if you are sending me to go and deliver the Midianites, don't you expect, don't you expect to go, okay, Gideon, okay. I know you are weak, but come. Let me increase you. Anointing, power, strength, knowledge, money, go. No. The Lord told him, go in this thy strength. In other words, go in your current state. There is enough in you to do the job. <laughs> there is enough. There is enough in you, Gideon. There is enough. I am the one who created you and I said that even though you think you are not hard enough, I am saying there is enough in you to go. You can do it. You can do it. I said you can do it. I said you can do it. I said you can do it. There is enough in you to do it. Go in this thy strength. Go in this thy strength. In other words, you have enough to do the job. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Look. How many, how many, how often sometimes you, you, you yourself you feel very weak? You feel, you feel so inadequate. You feel so, ah, Charlie. If only I had this and this, I could have done this. That's all that we say. If only I had a good job. If only I had a good education. If only I had a husband. If only I had a, if only. But God is saying that, no, no, no. In your current state, you are capable. Go in this thy strength. I said, go in this thy strength. Yeah. You see, I'm teaching you. We have a way of belittling ourselves. We, all, we are good at belittling ourselves. We are experts. We always feel inadequate. Especially us. Even when we write our resume, the way we write it. We are too modest. We have a way of belittling ourselves. You shortchange yourself. Meanwhile, the person who is even interviewing you know more than the person. You know more than the person. But you are good at shortchanging yourself. I'm not smart enough. I'm not intelligent enough. I don't have the requisite. But let me tell you something. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Go in this thy strength. This thy might. Go. In this thy might. Yeah. I mean, if you go home, read them. Gideon went and won the battle. God did not add anything extra to him. So those of us who are waiting, see my message, I'm about to end. Those of us who are waiting for a perfect condition before you make a move, you don't know what you're doing. You are waiting for a perfect condition. You don't understand the God who is working with you. Why am I doing I'm waiting to get this. 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 You are waiting for a perfect condition. Yeah. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. You are waiting. If the 
this come? I'm waiting for this document to come. I'm waiting for this thing to come. Before I do, well, God is saying that I have more in you to accomplish the task. But you are waiting. Yeah. Young man, you are waiting to get a certain salary before you marry. Ah! Ah! What did Adam have when he married? I'm preaching. I will show it to your ministry. Go in this thy strength. What you have is enough. I said, what you have is enough. It's demanding. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, a young woman that you want a 15,000 uh, 15, uh, wedding ring. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? They are rich in Walmart. Yes. What? My strength is a Walmart ring and I'm ready to marry. Go in this thy might. <laughs> As of now, my might is, my might, my strength is a Walmart ring. Go in this thy might. Worship. But you are waiting for uh, you are waiting for a 15,000 wedding ring. From Tiffany's. You wait. I don't think far. I don't think far. Yeah. Go. You want zeals, indeed. Go in this dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. You want you want you you want fifteen thousand dollars. Listen, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, when are you going to get your wedding? I need about uh, six months because I need to lose a certain weight. So I... yeah. I'm preaching. <laughs> I, 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 need, I, I, need, I need to lose a certain weight so that, so that I can fit into that. This is, this is your mind. Coca-Cola, front up, go in this. After today, your mind is 16, 22, 35. Go in this thy might. <laughs> you are preaching. You are preaching. You are preaching. Ah, yeah. I'm telling them. If, 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 listen to me. If he doesn't like you because of your size now, don't bother. Do not bother. I said, do not bother. If she's complaining about your weight before now, don't bother. Because even at this age, she's complaining about the weight. How come? How, how much more you have three children? Don't bother. If she doesn't like you like this, shall I let him go his way? As somebody else like you as you are, go. Thy might. That's all. Nothing like you this way. 
Yes. One small wedding. Now you are on diet. You are going to the gym. Ah! You are drinking ginger. And lemon and ginger. <laughs> I'm preaching. Go in. The whole house smells like ginger. your mind. Take it or leave it. Go in this damn mind. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Go in this damn mind. Yeah. Listen. He told him, Gideon. You see, I'm preaching. You know, Stop. Some of us, you see, some of us, you see, even sometimes, even because of your background and the way, the way you grew up, they have laughed at you. They have mocked at you. So you have lost a lot of self-confidence. So even when people are complimenting you, you, you think they are mocking at you. Because when you were growing up, they used to say that your head is like a box. Your head is like a box. <laughs> eh? Your head is like a box. Your ears is like a mat. And your nose is like a bucket. <laughs> Listen. Go in this dynamite. I said go in this Regarded the wind, we never saw. So, if you are waiting for conditions to be perfect, listen. If your might now is to work at Walmart, start. Are you hearing me? That's, that's, that's where, where you are now. This is what you can do. Go. Some of you, even your might now is to start at a community college. It's not your end, but that's where you are now. So instead of sitting there and waiting and waiting and waiting, go in this that you start from somewhere and allow God to open the door for you. Yes, it's your strength. It's where God has put you. If your strength is to, to, to work here, start a job here. If your strength is to start a job here, it is not your end. You understand? So if you are waiting for things to line up, you will never do it. Go in this dynamite. Because the God who created you, he knows there's more in, in you to accomplish the job. And the father you are starting here does not mean that you end here. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah, go in this dynamite. Yeah. Waiting for the perfect job. Start somewhere. Start somewhere. In fact, someone will share with us. What was the greatest achievement of David? What brought David all the glory? Huh? 
The killing of what? Goliath. The killing of what? Goliath. David's fame, his kinship, came as a result of the killing of Goliath. You know, which was his destiny. But, but, have we ever thought about it? How that David, how did David knew about Goliath? thought about it. Do you know? It was the sending of David by his father to carry bread and things to to his brothers. The menial job of bread carrying was what led him to see the adverts giant killer wanted. If David had not decided to carry do a bread carrier, how would he have heard about the killing of Goliath. He attempted. It was menial. It was a job of more boy carry bread and water. Carry water and bread. Listen. I swear that to your brother. But it was that job that took him to the organization where there was an internal memo. Giant killer sick. Wanted reward, marry the king's daughter. Reward, but that that job was not advertised to the whole of Israel. It was advertised in the camp of the military. But something had to open. Just start from somewhere, and that should open the door for you to get it. Go in this that night. Listen. Tell anybody there's enough in you. Say there is enough in you. Say there is enough in you. Yeah. Yeah. All that I can tell you. You see, this, this scripture is very fantastic. The way Gideon thought he was weak, frail, hiding. Even if God is going to send me, he was expecting God to give him something extra. But God said, no, 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 no. There is enough in you. And when you go home, finish the story. When he started moving. See, when Gideon started moving, then as he went, God started adding help. 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 On the way. Help. 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 I see God helping you. I said, attempt something and I see God helping you. I said, attempt something and I see God helping you. Listen. Is somebody hearing me? All that I will say tonight, okay? All that I will say for you tonight is start from where you are. Use what you have and do what you can. Are you hearing me? Start from where you are. Use what you have and do what you can. And allow God to do a miracle. Stand to your feet and let's close. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Start. Start. Start from where you are. Use what you have. If what you have is this document, use it. Do what you can do. And allow God. And allow God. And allow God. Many of us have belittled God. 
we have downgraded God. We have think that we are weak. We don't have enough. But tonight, the angel said, thou mighty man of valor. Thank you. I've made it too small in my eyes. Thank you. My candle. Pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you. Many of us have made God too small in our eyes. We are belittling God. But he said, listen to me. Start. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel new life begin. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want us to pray. New strength abounds in me. It's in you. Revival set Oh, yes, Lord. Attempt. Why sit here till we die? Why sit here till we die? Why sit here till we die? Light the fire again. Going this the might of God. I feel new life. Oh, Jesus. I stand in touch. Thank you, Holy Spirit. No, new strength abounds in me. Oh, Jesus. Revival set me free. Oh, yes, Lord. I am blessed. You have called me to your table. Oh, you have called my Call my name Gideon Gideon I don't wanna be the same Oh Jesus Go 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 there is enough in you. There is enough wine in you. There is enough vessels in you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh. oh Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I will seek you with all Oh, Gideon, go, go. Don't hide your face. Start from where you are. Start from where you are. Whatever ministry you are in, do what you can. Use what you have. Use what you have. And do what you can. And allow God. Allow God to do the miracle. Allow God to do the miracle. Has help on the way. Help on the way. Help on the way. But you have to start, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. New strength abounds in me. Oh Jesus. Revival set me 
Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God is with 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 you. Go, 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 go. God is thy strength. God is thy strength. For God is with you. God is with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. Mighty man of valor. Mighty woman of valor. Mighty woman of valor. Mighty man of valor. God is with you. You feel weak. You feel inadequate. You feel. You feel not prepared. You feel not prepared. But the Spirit is saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. You feel so inadequate. You feel so unprepared. Oh, you feel, oh God, such a failure. But God is saying, I'm with you. God. God is thy strength, oh God. God as you are. God as you are. God as you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, thank you. You feel weak. You feel inadequate. You feel unprepared. You feel you don't have enough resources. You don't have enough contacts. You haven't put this together. You are not ready. You are not ready. But the Spirit is saying, go, go, go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you tonight. Lift up your hand and let me pray for you. Father, tonight, we lift up our hand. Sometimes we feel weak. Sometimes we feel faint. Sometimes we feel we don't have enough resources. Sometimes we feel we are not ready, Father. We feel a God. When we look at ourselves, we feel so weak, a God. And we wonder, can we do this? But tonight, we lift up our hands to you. And Father, we thank you for your presence and your spirit. Father, for the weak ones, for those who feel frail, Father, may you strengthen them. May you strengthen them. May you increase them. And Father, give us the faith to go. The faith to go. The faith to go. And Father, thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the miracles. Because your children shall go in faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to me.
the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. If you wait for all your I's to be dotted and all your T's to be crossed, then where lies your faith? If you are waiting for every I to be dotted and every T to be crossed, before you move, then where lies your faith? The faith element means that there will always be an element of uncertainty that you can only just trust God and go. Because if you can figure it all out, then you don't need faith. If you can figure it all out, then you don't need faith. But there will always be something that will be beyond you. So that you can lift up your hands and say, God, I trust you. May your faith increase. Go in this night. Listen. I came to tell you tonight, prophetically. Start from where you are. Use whatever you have. And do what you can. And the God of heaven, he will help you. With every head bowed and every eye closed. You are here, you are not born again. Listen, I cannot preach without giving you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. By ourselves, we are weak. By ourselves, we are frail. But tonight, there is a Savior. God sent His Son not to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Tonight, you want to take a decision for God. You want to be born again. You want to say, Lord, save me. Let my soul not perish. Lord, I want to go to heaven. Tonight, there's room for you. And I want you to make a public confession. Don't make it in your head. Make a public confession. Declare to everybody here that you want to serve God. You are born again. You want to be born again. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. That is why I ask every head to be bowed. Every eye closed. And if you want to take that decision, lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. If you are not born again, there is room. There's always an opportunity. There's always an opportunity. And the opportunity will not be there forever. Let's say one, did you lift up your hand? Come, I'll pray for you. I like the young ones. Be saved. Come. Come. Wow. Anybody else? I like them. It's better to be saved at this age than do stupid things. Yeah. Anybody else want to give your life to Christ? Yeah. Thank you. It's after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Tonight. Tonight. I thank you. I thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ. For sending your son Jesus Christ to die for me. To die for me. I confess I'm a sinner. I confess I'm a sinner. But tonight. But tonight. I accept Jesus Christ. I accept Jesus Christ. As my Lord. As my Lord. My Savior. My Savior. And my Master. And my Master. Satan. Satan. From tonight. From tonight. You are no longer my master. You are no longer my master. Jesus is my master. Jesus is my master. My Savior. My Savior. And my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Wonderful. Put your hands together for her. Hallelujah. Look. 
you don't know what the blessing it is to be saved young. Remember, I, I started my message by saying that wisdom is profitable to when you are young. Salvation is more profitable when you are saved young. God bless you. What's your name again? Zoe. Zoe. God bless you. Put your hands together. Ah, wonderful. We are done tonight. Please take your seat and let's welcome Reverend Benny.